Hey everybody, welcome to the Dream Life Podcast. I'm Tiffany Paul. I'm a mom, wife, and entrepreneur, and of course, dreamer. Join me here each week to have conversations about what it means to create the life of your dreams. To me, a dream life is about so much more than just the stuff we have or the things we've accomplished or achieved. It's really about a feeling. It's about creating a life that we love living. And I do think it's possible to enjoy the journey on our way to these big dreams we have for ourselves. Why wait? But I also know it isn't easy. So join me here each week to talk about it. I'll be sharing the ups and the downs of creating a dream life. Get ready to get real, dream big, and feel good. This is the Dream Life Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dream Life Podcast. I'm so excited for my very first episode, and I'm excited to be kicking this podcast off in the new year as we all cautiously start to dream again. And I wanted to start things off talking about how 2020 was the year my big dream came crashing down. And I wanted to start on this note because I feel like so many of you can relate, right? We all had these dreams and ideas of what we could accomplish in 2020. And for so many of us, those dreams just didn't work out and they were heartbreaking. And so I wanted to start off just sharing a little bit about the past year so you can know that this isn't another podcast painting a perfect picture of what it looks like to pursue a dream and make you feel bad about your setbacks and your failures. No, this podcast is all about keeping it real, sharing real life stories about what it looks like to create the life of our dreams, to go after a big dream, to want something more for yourself and acknowledge the struggle and the setbacks and the failures and the pain and the growth, all of it that happened along the way. And I think that no matter when you start a dream, there are going to be setbacks. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard because you are going outside of your comfort zone. And spoiler alert, leaving your comfort zone is really fucking uncomfortable. And so that's not new just because of 2020, going after a dream, wanting something more for your life. It's always been hard. The last year just exacerbated it. So I want to start there. I want to start from a moment of failure, from rock bottom, because I think that's very normal when we reach for something more in our life. And so if you're feeling very uncomfortable, when you feel like you want to give up, I want to tell you that's normal. You're not doing it wrong. You're not fucking everything up. It doesn't mean you should give up. It means you're trying. So congratulations. So I wanted to give you guys just a little background on the year I had so you can better understand kind of my journey as I share it in the year ahead. And so to start the story, I need to start back at the summer of 2019 when I decided to leave my 10-year career at Procter & Gamble. I left my comfortable six-figure salary. I downsized my entire life to go after my dream of being an entrepreneur. And to me, what downsizing my life looked like was a smaller house, less expensive cars, no more travel, no vacations planned, no more dinners out. And so this was our reality. And I think that the farther up you go financially, the harder it is to downsize your entire life because you get used to all these extras that make life fun. I did have a few fun things that remained in the budget even after leaving my job. It was 
my monthly manicure, my hair appointments, and my morning Starbucks run. And then my husband, he still golfed, and we both agreed that we would still have childcare because we have a two and a three-year-old, and we were not trying to lose our minds over here. And of course, if I had any chance at making this business profitable, it needed my full-time attention. And I'm just not the type of person that could ever thrive as a stay-at-home parent. I just don't have the patience. I am not into little kids, as bad as that sounds. I love my kids, but I just really am excited for when they're like six and seven, or maybe 14 and 15, or maybe 21 and 22, and we can drink wine together. So anyways, this was what downsizing our life looked like. And I had some really great traction at the beginning. The business that I was looking to grow and scale was in the travel space. I had been pursuing it for five years on the side during my corporate job. I had a product that I had invented and patented called the Sleeper Scarf, which was a two-in-one scarf and neck pillow. And I invented it after carrying around those bulky neck pillows on all my business trips. And I was just like, these are so obnoxious and just frumpy and there has to be a better way. And so I always traveled with a scarf because I was always traveling back to my home state of Minnesota or to our headquarters in Cincinnati. And so I thought, why not just combine inflatable neck pillow inside my scarf and I can customize the support and the scarf will provide me warmth. And I fell in love with it. And we had a lot of really great success in the first six months um, upon leaving my corporate job. I got a PO from Nordstrom Rack, which was really exciting. I got into several airports, which was exciting. But the problem with airports is that the margins were just ridiculous. So I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was getting a lot of really great feedback from our customers. I loved hearing how well my customers slept in flight. The combination of the scarf and pillow, it really is just incredible. I have slept eight hours straight on a plane with that thing. It felt so fulfilling amongst all the stress and anxiety I was feeling financially to just know that I was at least doing good. I was at least helping somebody sleep better and how important was sleep. And as a mom of young kids, I knew that every mom I met seemed so exhausted, so tired. And one day it just kind of clicked that it would be amazing to expand my product line the company mission beyond just sleeping while traveling to address this unmet need of sleep every night. I looked into it further and I found that one in three individuals are classified as sleep deprived, which I believe as regularly getting less than seven hours. And the World Health Organization had actually declared it a public health epidemic, which seems small in (laughs) comparison to the pandemic, but a problem nonetheless. And so I took another risk. I took the proceeds from my travel company from Sleeper Scarf, and I decided to spin off a brand new brand, a company called The Slept Life, which was a curated marketplace for all of my favorite sleep essentials. I had a lot of trouble sleeping um, when I was pregnant specifically, and so I experimented with all the things to figure out how I could sleep better, what was soothing. I researched about you know the best bedtime routines and what kind of products made bedtime and sleep better. And so I launched that. I was so excited. February 22nd, we launched. And as you know, weeks later, a pandemic hit. And this was catastrophic for my sleep business and my travel business. And maybe you're thinking, oh, wait, the pandemic hit. Nobody was sleeping. Everybody was stressed out. That should have been great for your sleep business. But the sleep business was going to be funded 
by the travel business, which completely came to a halt. So I was relying on that business to not only fund this new business, but my support my family. We definitely had a certain run rate where our savings would run out if I wasn't able to pull a paycheck from my business. And I was on track to make it happen, which is the worst part. You know, I tripled my business upon leaving my corporate job in just a year. And now none of it mattered because I had nothing left. I had invested it all in the new company. There was zero revenue coming in from the travel business and I panicked. And financially, the numbers were stressful. All all of a sudden, I was accruing debt, trying to keep the business alive and our savings was depleting. And my plan B was to always get a job. But as you know, the job market was just horrible. I had asked my husband to make this huge sacrifice, right, to downsize his life. Like, he loved the vacations. He loved financial freedom. He loved the nicer car, the house. But of course, I felt awful in letting him down, in taking this big risk, and it didn't pan out. But the financial burden was not what brought me to what I will call my rock-bottom moment. What brought me to my rock-bottom moment was that the moment my business came crashing down, the moment I wasn't able to get the other one off the ground, and the moment my bank account reached zero, I felt worthless. It was almost like overnight, every attribute I had admired about myself previously, like my entrepreneurial spirit, like my willingness to take risks to live boldly and have big dreams and fearlessly pursue them, I suddenly hated because it was those attributes that put me into this situation and into some of the darkest hours of my life. I wanted so badly to just wish that I could have been happy in my corporate job and why did I have this desire on my heart for more? Why couldn't I just stay safe in that bubble and, you know, in the cage of corporate world? Like, why couldn't I just make that enough? What was wrong with me? And I all of a sudden had this onslaught of self-hatred and self-doubt. And that was new for me because I always thought my confidence and self-worth was based off of an authentic love for myself. But clearly, it was tied and linked to my achievement. And I had achieved a lot. And I had reached many of my goals. And that made me feel enough. And this was the first time something really big and outside of my control didn't work out. And that took me down took me down into a really dark place and I gave myself permission to just take a pause and reflect on that. And I spent months allowing myself to dig into some of these deeper questions about who am I and why do I not feel enough outside of my achievements? What do I want in this life? What do I want to do moving forward? And from these questions came a lot of really great answers And there is so much magic in taking a pause to just heal, reflect, and then go again. And so I'll be sharing more about the lessons learned in the months ahead, but I wanted to just start off on this note to let you know that if 2020 was a rock bottom year for you, you're not alone. And it's okay to rest and recover. And when you're ready, it's okay to dream again, because I promise you, That dream is not dead inside your heart. It will become alive again. Just give it some time because a broken heart takes time to mend. And as they say, rock bottom can become the foundation on which you rebuild your entire life. And that is truly the case for me. I can now show gratitude 
for that rock bottom moment because it really opened my eyes to become clearer on what I want in this life and what I want to spend my time building and doing and creating and the parts of me that I was suppressing that I want to bring forward in the year ahead and the way I want to feel and focus more on being versus doing. And I'm so thankful for that moment that brought me to a lot of these insights that I had been moving too fast to to look at and realize. And I think collectively, we can all agree we had a tough year and we are more the same than not. And so I'm going to continue to share my story, my struggles, the ups, the downs, and I'll be having amazing guests on here to share their stories. And my hope is that you see yourself in some of these stories. Even if you can't relate to every single thing we're sharing here, I hope you can see that collectively we all have the same fears and self-limiting beliefs and doubts, and that is not unique to you. And so therefore, don't claim that as your identity. That is simply our mind and our ego running away with us. And while we want to honor that, I just want you to know that you are more than your fear. You are more than your doubts. You are more than your failures. And we are all more the same than not. And so I hope that this podcast will inspire you to dream again after a tough year and to take action despite an uncertain future. And so we don't know what the year ahead will bring, but I can tell you that life feels a whole lot better with a little hope in our heart and a dream to look forward to. So let's all give ourselves permission to dream again, to take action towards what feels good in the year ahead. And join me here each week to talk about what it looks like to create our our dream life. And if you are still listening, can I ask you guys a quick favor? I'm assuming the episode didn't completely suck, and I would love it if you wrote a quick review. It really helps the visibility of a new podcast if we have reviews. So I would so, so, so much appreciate it. In fact, if you screenshot your review and DM it to me on Instagram at Dream Life Podcast, I'll send you a $10 credit for my online sleep shop so you can treat yourself to something yummy to help you sleep better because we all need a little more sleep in our lives. And lastly, make sure you're subscribed so you're notified each time a new episode drops. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. And don't forget to keep dreaming. You've got this. Mm-hmm.